This episode of the After Dinner Mints podcast is brought to you by Calm Lip Balm, a CBD-infused lip balm to help protect your lips. Available at calmlipbalm.com. We are also brought to you by Essence the Killer and his new album, Commercial Killer Volume 1, available for streaming and digital download on Bandcamp, amongst other digital platforms. That shit's really fucking good. You need to listen to it. Lastly, if you would like to help support the show personally, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash afterdinnermints. And now for the show. Are you walking in here with fucking wet cancer farts on your head? I was just gonna say, I think it's the not south, but uh, in the middle center thing. <laughs> so you might know these things as a family called vacations? Literally, <laughs> white people is crazy. That's exactly. There's no other thought that could be going through her head but that. Fifty something sure. white woman who definitely is gonna get a fan job. That's how I gave up fast food. I ate Taco Bell two nights in a row. That's really good audio. You realize it's that was hysterical. People love heavy calls in the mics. Have a good day, whore. I literally give the, the, the bus driver like twenty dollars. I'm like, here's twenty dollars for my white guilt. Anyway, break it down. No, I'm honestly curious. Break that down. That makes me not dance. Explain. <laughs> There we go. Welcome to episode 84. That went quick. Nolan here. Shit. I just started. I just started eating some snacks. That's okay. I was, not, I was way ill-prepared for this. I'm sitting nowhere near the microphone eating snacks over here when you started the show. <laughs> That's okay. Fuck Jason you. over here. This, these shows are always a train wreck. It <laughs> makes them so fucking charming. I have my, uh, my brownie and a snack to, that I brought to the show this time. I mean, so, my, my coffee. I... <sighs> Looks like you got something on your mind, sir. At the risk of sounding like a total piece of shit, which is the risk I run every time I open my mouth, I guess. I like where this is going already. <laughs> of course. Um, oh, I meant to set a timer. Um, I just, I can't be the only person who feels this way. But it's, it's really a lot better when people are attractive than if they're not like in terms of in terms of dealing with them you mean like aesthetically like physically not like attractive on the inside like you're you're beautiful on if the there's inside no honey there's such thing as attractive on the inside i mean to your daughter if your your ugly daughter is not beautiful on the inside my daughter's gorgeous well i mean that's that's an objective <laughs> statement right or no wait. Subge- i always confuse that subjective or objective yeah no it's subjective, subjective. for sure but I mean, it's also accurate. Like, my kid's ridiculously... But you know what I mean, though? Like, pretty for a fucking if, five-year-old girl. If you, had an, if you had an ugly child, though, like, you wouldn't think they're beautiful on the inside, right? No, I wouldn't like them. You just wouldn't like them? No, I, 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 I'm, I, I understand 
what this sounds like when I say it out loud. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that was one of my biggest fears. I'm like, what if this is an ugly kid? I won't love it. So you're saying that you prefer a world where only attractive people live. Yeah. They don't all have to look the same. I don't want them to all look the same. There's different versions of attractive. You mean like TV attractive or like just like, uh, like I don't know. What's, what's At minimum, TV attractive. So, they, okay. Because I feel like there's TV attractive and then like a level up from that is like magazine attractive. <laughs> okay. And then like a level up. Maybe it's like TV attractive and then a level up is like Instagram model attractive. Well, because cause there's, there's definitely like. And then there's like. Like magazine model attractive, and then there's like movie star attractive, like, and then there's that like ever elusive understated, like I can't put my finger on why you're gorgeous, but you still are, which is the best. That's mm. the best kind. But like, I don't know, man. Looking at people is, is rough sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I find like I find the comic relief that some people offer to be like exactly what is necessary to get me through the conversation. Yeah. No, you you don't. What do I you, mean, wait, what do you mean? Also, well, like like the 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 sheer ridiculousness of their look, like whether it's like the tape if they actually have like fucking tape on like duct tape on their 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 glasses or, I mean, they oh, just, I can't, just, I can't, no, I can't deal with with that. Like sometimes, sometimes the people are so like they're so. Special looking That's a good word I guess Special looking That like They offer They themselves Offer like enough Distraction for me to Navigate my way through Like a bland conversation I I don't know man I feel like if like I feel like if I'm Going to interact with you On a regular basis And you're not Attractive And I'm not I'm not fucking I'm not discriminating here Male, female Whatever if you're hard to look at, you better have, like, some shit going on that's going to keep me fucking engaged in the conversation because I just I just can't look at your stupid face. Like, <laughs> okay. I, just, I, I know what it sounds like. Yeah. I, I mean, do but, you? <laughs> do you? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like if I heard somebody else saying it, I would kind of be appalled, but I think I would be appalled. I feel I feel a little like <laughs> guilty by association now. Your your judgment. I can see the judgment yeah, in I, your I, eyes. I feel awkward now. Sitting, you're very fucking in your association with your. You're words very and high eyes right now. Fucking. <laughs> if someone else said it, I would be kind of taken aback. But I feel like it would settle in, and I would be like, you know, I'm only appalled by that statement. Because I don't want to admit that that's the kind of person I am. You know, it's the same way, like, so this may be an extreme example, or maybe it's not. Like, you know my views on, like, race and racism and sex and sexism. Mm. You know, I feel like, I feel like, Men that go out of their way to be like, sexism is wrong and blah, 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 blah. They're the most fucking sexist people I know. It's just, it's a game. Everybody sees it. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows you're pretending not to be sexist and going overboard because that's your in because you're a little bitch and people will pay attention to you 
and like maybe throw some pussy your way if they think you're on their side because otherwise you don't have anything going for you. And people who aren't sexist aren't like up in arms about it because they're like, well, not, I don't really know any sexist people. I don't really know anybody who thinks like that. So they're not offended by it. So it's like, I feel like being the, being the bad guy in this situation, right? Mm-hmm. Or the perceived bad guy by societal standards is, um, if I heard somebody say like, man, I just, I can't be friends with ugly people that I would be like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? But I would only say that because deep down inside, I know that that's true. And I know that's true about myself. And I'm not disgusted with them. I'm disgusted that they're being open about a behavior that I look, that I don't like about myself. Um, but man, it's so hard to look at ugly people. It's I, so hard. I, I'm going to, like, I almost want to play devil's advocate because I, I truly believe it's the opposite. Like, I feel if if I'm in a situation with, like, a, a woman who I find, like, overly attractive, I do get, like, a little, a little, uh, uh, like, shy or sometimes, like, tempted. Like, I, I'm shy, sure. Yeah. Fucking. But if she's, like, if she has, like, a, a fish face or a dog face, I mean, like. I can. I can. Well, you're just gonna go for it because it's like no, attainable. I'm just, no, I'm just saying. I'm not gonna just go for it. I'm just saying. I in if like if we're if we're having a casual conversation. I'm about, not. Listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying everybody has to be stunning. You like sevens only, seven and up. You have to be at least attainable, like like Rachel Ray, <laughs> like attainable. Okay. Intolerable to have a fucking conversation with. It, it's just, it's. So wait, now you, now these people have to have not only looks but like um but personality. No, I mean like tolerable. Oh, in, just to stare at. In terms of like being able to look at them. Yeah. Now. Like I can't stand and look at your face for more than twenty minutes in a row because twenty minutes. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm talking. That about, seems like an eternity. This podcast is going to last a good forty-five or fifty minutes or so, and I'm staring at you for most of it. So yeah, but I'm handsome as fuck. I know I got subjective w- again. I, it's not. I know I got work to do, but fucking oh, goddamn! I actually, <laughs> on that note, I found. Uh, I, I do have a story. I found. Um, I, f- I caught this woman checking me out, like okay. uh, on the way to do laundry, right recently, and um, uh, because I haven't like I haven't I haven't noticed that in a while. I don't want to hijack the conversation or anything, but mm. I, this, this gets gets kind of good, I guess. So I, I haven't really felt that in a while. So I I, I wanted to uh, to like play it up a little bit, and also it was like a Saturday night, and I'm at the laundromat, you know. So I was like having fun with it. So I was having a conversation, and I was trying to figure out like um, some of the best pickup lines to use at a laundromat on a Saturday night, right? Well, this like 65 or 70 year old uh, uh, African woman is standing behind me, and overhears like much of my conversation while she's folding her laundry, and she like chimes in and she responds to me, and. Um, it was kind of funny, and I laugh or whatever. And then, like, uh, it turns out that her clothes are next to mine, and she's singing a song. And I like, I asked her if she was trying to serenade me or if she was just trying to like swoon me or something, right? And she's like, "Aha!" She like flirts with me. So anyway, I end up leaving the laundromat with this like seventy-year-old woman's phone number, right? <laughs> okay. So like, this is the first like digits I secure, and I mean, I don't know what like what was what the uh, I like I uh, when. When I said it to her jokingly, I said, well, now so you have your, to give me... your new demo is the elderly, is what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, she's like, she's almost twice my age, man. Almost twice my age. She's like, possibly she could be twice my age. But, um, 
I, when I said it jokingly, when the words escaped my mouth, I didn't think that she would say yes. And then she would want like my number so she could call me and then I would have her number as well. You know, that's weird. But she did want it. She did want it. So like, what am I going to do? Like give her a fake fucking number? No. So I gave her my number. So, um, so now I think I'm just going to call her up and see if like, if she like enjoys pot or if she wants to come over and smoke a joint or something with me. Not to like hook up with her. But you actually think she's like 70. Oh, I mean, she's at least like, she's at least past her. Like she's okay. So here's the thing. I don't think I think that black women age more gracefully than white women. Like I don't know if it's their, the pigmentation of their yeah, skin. That's, that's probably a the fair assessment. They don't, they don't go out and just stand in the sun or go to tanning booths or anything sure. like that, right? So I think they age a little more gracefully. In that, like a seventy-year-old a black woman looks a lot better than a seventy-year-old white woman in most cases. Yeah. So yeah, I think this woman that said was like was easily in her mid-sixties or, or or later. I mean, she she like. Uh, she had like a, a butt going on, but like it was like it was like it was like a grandma butt. That may be creepier than going after someone half your age. Uh, I haven't done that in a while either, so I mean, there's that. Interesting. So yeah, so the first the first like digits I scored were uh, were that of a like seventy something year old lady named An- An- uh, Angela. Congratulations, Angela from the laundromat. I guess. I mean. It was just like I was riding this wave of momentum, of ridiculous momentum that crescendoed right. securing the phone number of a 70-year-old woman okay. at a laundromat. Was she easy to look at? She wasn't bad. I told her she looked like a, she looked like an older version of like, do you remember when Martin used to dress up Martin, the TV show Martin? Martin. No way. You fucking told her she looks like an older version of Shanene? I didn't tell her that, no. But that's what she looked like. So she looks like an older version of a man. Yeah, like dressed up like a woman, yeah. I mean I didn't take a picture. I don't be weird. I don't know how to respond to that. I just need to I needed to have like I needed a new friend. I felt like I need to like interact with some more people, you know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know I don't okay. <laughs> I got nothing here. No, I don't know. It happened like uh, it was weird. I like. I mean, I could blame jet lag because I just got. I just gotten home from like a long flight. Actually, yeah, no one makes good decisions fucking when they're tired. And for so, me, that's always. So you you flown internationally, not to not to change shift gears, but like no, it's so fine. Th- something. This happened earlier in that day too. Um, so I got like a terrible nosebleed, which doesn't happen to me too often. And I, I I hit the Google up, and I read that that's quite a thing. Like if you go on extended flights, like abroad, or if you're traveling because of the cabin pressure, the dryness of yeah. the air, that you can get nosebleeds. So I'm like, I'm out in public, and my fucking nose is like just it's like I feel like a like yeah. A, I get nosebleeds fairly often, actually. Really? I mean, this this was like the first time since maybe high school when I got punched in the face that I remember having like my nosebleed. I uh, second time ever, probably. In all reality, there's probably something really wrong with me. But I just, I'm terrified of the notion of finding out what it is. So I'd rather just be, I would rather just be caught off guard and, and die than fucking. Do you think you're like a hemophiliac or something? Know that it's like impending and that I have to manage it because I feel like I won't manage it anyway. So I'd rather just not know. No, I don't think I'm a hemophiliac. I feel like uh, I have a. I have a collection of symptoms that probably mean I'm really fucking sick, but uh, it it is what it is. I mean, I wouldn't want to know, honestly. Yeah, I, I just don't want to know. If I was like, if I have cancer, don't fuck keep me away from yeah, chemo. Don't tell me. Don't fucking tell me. Like, don't tell me. Just let me just let me write it out. Yeah, when I when I really physically notice that something's going on, then we can talk. But like, dude, it's easier to deal with that way. It's easier to deal with when it's a shock than it is when it's like. 
this impending fucking thing. You're going to die on September 21st, 2017. Right. You have X amount of time and you fucking, and then you live past it or you don't or fucking, and everybody's worried. And, you know, eventually it's like you're the person who's going to die and then everybody like mentally adjusts to that and then they're just kind of waiting for it to happen. Like, fuck that. No. Isn't just, that where the... Just surprise me. Isn't that where the entire Back to the Future, the premise of Back, the Back to the Future series came from? I've never seen Back to the Future. None of them. Like, no, none of them. Really? Really. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know that we can really have this conversation. Though, I've, I've said this. Like, I've seen no movies, man. We've had this I mean, if you're going to see a, If you're going to see a movie, a movie, though, I mean... I've seen... You'd be... Back to the Future 1 or 2 would be, like, my top two of my three, you know... Two if my you run three. off a list of movies, I've probably not seen more than half of them. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't watch Star Wars or Star Trek or any of that shit. Sure, so. sure, sure. Uh, but I mean, back, back to the Future is like, what do you no, have against, never. what do you have against uh, Parkinson's disease? Nothing against it. I've just never seen it. Because it feels like you have something against Parkinson's disease now. I don't, that's, that's quite a fucking leap. <laughs> maybe, it's maybe. It's quite a fucking leap. It's possible. For someone who, when they made the movie, had no idea that they had Parkinson's disease. I mean, who were sure. like, we were in fucking grade school when that movie came out. Yeah, I don't see your point. <laughs> he didn't have Parkinson's disease. Yeah, but now that you know that he has Parkinson's disease and you're outright refusing to watch it, it kind of seems like you're, you know, <laughs> they're one and the same, right? What if I'm outwardly refusing to watch it? <laughs> yeah. I just don't care. Oh, my God, man. People fucking... Actually, this is a good fucking... This is a good, uh, a good topic. People often confuse... My extreme level of disinterest in pretty much everything as like as like taking a stand against it or like I don't like it or or whatever. And really, it's just I don't care. I you know, I don't. I about most things, you know, like back to the future. Cool. I don't I don't care. I don't need to see it. If it was on, I wouldn't be like, turn this shit off. But. I'm not going to make an effort to fucking watch it. I used to feel that way about Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but now I like I can't get enough of the guy. Actually, didn't you mention him earlier? I can't fucking get yes. enough of the guy. Like I want to know he got married recently, right? Like he got married. I don't know. Yeah, did he? yeah. When I was in Europe, so, he fucking got so married. So here's the thing. That shit was European. Here's my news. thing with with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, mm-hmm. right? You can like, just call him The Rock or Dwayne. Everybody, everybody loves him. Yeah, and he's like this charismatic guy. Good-looking guy, fucking biggest action star in the world, mm-hmm. um, motivational speaker, Instagrams like a motherfucker. Yeah. How come zero people acknowledge that he's basically on all the steroids? How come no one acknowledges that? Well, because the only How sport that, that he's ever played in was like a how like a like a soap opera. You know. Was well, it? no, he was a professional football player too. Was he? Yeah. I thought he was like a college player. Very briefly. Oh, shit. Um, but but just, I mean, like, he was known for, like, if you smell, what the, the you know. Sure, sure, thing. sure. Like, they didn't really test people for that shit, right? But, no, but this is not then. This is now. Hmm. Like, now he's this, like, super motivational, inspirational type of dude. And everybody just, we just, we have, like, agreed as a society to... Ignore the fact that he is juiced to the fucking tits more than like most human beings could fucking imagine. Like we have to 
collectively ignore that as a society in order to be like, wow, that's really inspiring. I mean, I, you're fucking, you're on insane amounts of steroids. Listen, as a fucking former steroid user, I feel like I, I could to, fucking attest. I feel like to I the have fact to that like he is absolutely on tons and tons of steroids. It's not like there's not enough like uh, like people on his side in the world, but I feel like I got to stick up for him for for him at least a moment here. <laughs> I I I read. I was sitting in the doctor's office one time, and I was reading this like. Uh, this men's health article. Sure. And it said something like he uh, he had like basically a traveling circus of people that would carry his gym around from set to set, like from as he moved from like pro- movie project to movie project or whatever. Dude, fucking traveling circus of people to bring all the fucking varieties yeah, like, of steroids like cocktails. A, like a dozen people that, yeah. that would go and like pick up his gym and move it. Yeah, to the next, I'm sure five of them are fucking doctors. Or constantly doing his blood work and adjusting his hormone levels. This is not here nor neither here nor there, my friend. I'm it, just saying he he puts he puts some work in. It's he puts a lot of work in. Steroids aren't magic. They just they they steroids only work if you're working really fucking hard. Well, but but there is just a level that cannot be attained without them, and he is well beyond that fucking level. And and everyone's just like I'm so inspired. Just do fucking steroids. You could do that too. What about what about Arnold Schwarzenegger? Do you think it's the same the same thing? Because, like, I feel like he was, like... Arnold Schwarzenegger's not on steroids anymore. I thought he drank, like, steroid juice for, like, breakfast and, you know, ate it for lunch or whatever. Yeah, pretty much, back back then. And he was, like, he was kind of idolized and was, like, a big movie star. He was similarly idolized and was, like, a big movie star. Oh, he was probably a bigger movie star. Yeah. And then he did, became, like, the governor, and, like, people, like, just accepted all of it. So uh, The is governator. That, governator, yeah. The governor. So isn't that, isn't, like, a similar, like, a uh, similar character in, in different time or whatever? No, because Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't a motivational figure. He wasn't somebody who, like... No, I guess not. Yeah. Was, I mean, I, I could see how people could be inspired by him. Because, the, listen, he came here from... He came here from a foreign country. He knew no English. He learned the language. He became fucking Mr. Olympia, like, five times, which was the world record at the time. Granted, on tons of fucking steroids. Then he became the biggest action movie star in the world. And then he became an amazingly successful politician. That's a hell of a fucking story. And I could see how that would inspire somebody. But he is not putting himself out there to be a motivational voice. Hmm. Like, you have to to accept The Rock as an inspirational figure. You have to suspend your disbelief and completely ignore the very obvious effect, uh, fact that he's on tons of drugs. Okay, Not so to mention, very obviously, fucking some sort of amphetamine because you don't wake up and fucking exercise at four in the morning every day before shooting two fucking movies and then going back to the gym for four more hours without some sort of fucking amphetamine. You're on fucking Adderall. You're on yeah. something. You're on meth. You're on something. That's possible. Because it's no, that's not possible. That is that is the only fucking scenario because your body would collapse in on itself if you weren't. So you're okay. Like so we have to collectively we have to have to create this collective subconscious where we just fucking ignore the fact that he's on fucking speed and steroids. But for like everything he's ever done, don't you have to kind of suspend your disbelief? Like, he was like he was an over the top wrestling character. Like, sure. if you smell with the rock, like he he yes. went, would go and like do this fake ass yes. little move that would. Fake you have to suspend your disbelief 
to buy professional wrestling. He was in Jumanji. You have to suspend your disbelief to watch Jumanji, which, which I've also never seen. In, in what? You, they, they plugged a, a cartridge, a, an Atari cartridge, into a game system and got sucked into the cartridge, into the, into the world of Jumanji, and only, only, sure. uh, only were allowed out after they, uh, the cartridge sure. in the game system. After the they, mummy. They beat the game. You have to suspend your disbelief. Here's the thing. Rampage. Rampage. He made a movie in real. That was based on at people just walking around buildings and smashing windows and robbing the people out of the windows. In real life, <laughs> fucking rampage. In real life, he markets himself as an inspirational figure, and you can't. Like it just it bothers Tony, me. That, Tony Little. Who the fuck's Tony Little? Do you don't know who Tony Little is? No. The the fitness guru. He like created like a. I don't know. He he sold himself on like infomercials. He pitched himself as the one of the greater uh, fitness minds of his time. He like created like the Bowflex or one of those things, like something like that, right? No, Bowflex was a company. Yeah, but I'm um, something along those lines. I mean, like he created a machine that was like supposed to be this like uh, revolutionary machine. Oh, the guy with the fucking ponytail. Yeah, they got the ponytail. And the, yeah, always yeah, had, like, he was jacked. He was shit. jacked out on roids like a motherfucker. Yeah, too. he he he. Tried to position himself as both a actually he tried to position himself position himself as a uh, a like um, a life coach at one point sure like a like a life coach I guess basically like a motivational speaker and he was like the only reason he was ever like in in I think in like that kind of shape was because of fucking drugs like I don't think that the machine that he created ever fucking got anybody into shape at oh all. come on that fucking no no the, the, I don't think he, most of those people didn't create those like. You know, you think like, he just sold it. You know, the George Foreman girl was supposed to be the Hulk Hogan girl. No, yeah, it was supposed to be the sense. Hulk Hogan girl, and he was like, "No, fuck." He, actually, he was like, "No, brother, I don't want to do it." <laughs> fucking, and then they went to George Foreman. He was like, "I'll do it," and you know, he Hulk made Hogan, fucking man. a ton of money. This is a man with no foresight. Fucking Sylvester Stallone, he's seventy. Yeah. How many fucking steroids do you think that motherfucker's on? Currently, yes. I mean, he just made finish Rambo Four. Do you know there's a Rambo Four coming out? Yeah. Yeah, fucking, he just finished Rambo 4, so probably like a dozen. and Probably a smooth handful. Here's, a, here's another. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg may not be on steroids. He is, like, attainably in shape, but he's constantly like, I wake up at 4 a.m., I yeah. go back to sleep at fucking... I fucking drink, I drink three raw eggs every morning. 10 p.m. Well, you don't do that without a lot of fucking meth. Yeah. You, you're on speed. If you're waking up at 4... If if you are awake for twenty hours a day, you're on fucking speed. The end. <laughs> the end. That's all. So we just we pretend all of these people are motivational figures, and we ignore the blatantly obvious fucking things that are in our face. That are like these people are fucked up. They're more fucked up than the people that they're inspiring by leaps and bounds. They're cheating their way to the top. Just just be. Hey, you could cheat your way to the top too. You could do fucking, you get on Anavar and fucking Adderall and be jacked and fucking awake all the time also. I mean, it's not as if we have, like, we're, uh, we're a nation or a culture of, like, positive role models anymore. <laughs> like, the... Sure. Through and through, like, whether they're athletes or politicians or movie stars, I mean, they're, like, they're some of the most reprehensible individuals, or... Rather, there's there's all these examples of these people in these positions that are being brought out, that are being uh, displayed or like displayed as these like genuinely terrible people. Um, so it's not really a great time to it's not really a great time to be a human being with a, no, uh, with a conscience or 
or with the uh, morals, I guess. God, could you imagine what it's like to be like a, a really super Christian, like super Christian, Christian right now, I guess. I mean, like just looking at the shit that goes on in the world, like there's people that think they're holier than thou, the the people that believe in the, you know, the commandments and, and that go and like, um, uh, what's, uh, for all their sins, they, uh, Absolve themselves of all their sins, uh, the ritual of doing such things. Confession. That's it. Confessions. The ones that like go to confessions like every day for like the 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 shit you know that because they they said fuck or something you know. I can't even imagine what it's like to to view the world through their eyes. I think you misunderstand confession. I don't think so. Yeah, definitely do. Confession is like I said shit five times today. It's definitely not. I fucked uh, a sex worker. Confe- well, yeah, that would qualify for confession. Participating in prostitution and human trafficking, sure. Yeah, but like, isn't but your- I cursed is not is not a hell worthy trespass. No, no. If I just said like fuck a bunch of times, no. You don't have to go and like uh, go no. to confession for that. Not even a little bit. Oh shit. <laughs> what about like the 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 Pennsylvania Dutch? I'm or I'm Catholic as Catholic can be. You definitely do not have to go to confession for that. Hmm. Pennsylvania Dutch are not Catholic, and they don't have confession. Confession is only in Catholicism. What are they? Uh, it may Episcopalians may have confession. What are, but what are the Dutch? That's just like the Diet Coke of Catholicism. What are the Dutch then? The Pennsylvania Dutch. The Pennsylvania Dutch. Yeah. They are. Um, they're like Lutheran. Oh. Like a really strict version of Lutheran. Because the a lot of the area where I was just recently, like where like near the Dutch, Maybe Dutch they're Amish or whatever, were like. Christian and Muslim, actually, a lot of Muslims. Yeah, no, the Pennsylvania Dutch are, like, Amish. Yeah. Which is, like, a variety of Catholicism that thinks, like... Catholicism. Not Catholicism, a variety of Christianity that believes, like, you know, electricity is evil. Who believes in... Who's the Buddy Christ again? Who's, like, Buddy Christ? Buddy Christ is, like, uh... That's not real. Yeah, that's real. No. And you've seen the movies before, right? Kevin Smith invented Buddy Christ for dogma. Yeah, but it's like for like uh, for what for for Christianity, you know? Well, Christ. Yeah, buddy Christ is Christianity. That's, yeah, that's the fucking etymology of the word. Okay, so yeah, then you get what I'm saying now. R- correct, but that's, that's the religion for buddy Christ. Yeah. That's not a real figure. I mean, that's, I, that's completely fictitious. I don't like. I don't. I'm, I'm not going to lie and and uh, say that I travel into the. The world of uh, organized religion very often, so if I do, sometimes gets wander into there and get. Do you lost. get the reference of movie? No. Yeah, not at all. Actually, <laughs> the cow. Yeah. No, not at all. Movie's a golden calf. I. Is that like a is that a Bible thing? I, yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yes. Do I have to read the Bible to get this? You're in, this you're, reference? you're like so out of your lane here. I told you. Sometimes I stumble into like the the world of organized religion and I get lost. Yeah. It doesn't happen often. I would say get lost is yeah. accurate. <laughs> this is this is my problem with people who criticize religion. Most of them have no idea what they're talking about. But no, it's the organized aspect of it that I don't care for. You prefer disorganized religion. Kind of, yeah. Like the belief, like the, the general thought of like a higher okay. power or something like that. Like the, the notion that there is something bigger than us, but not like the the act of people forming together in a, in a building and they're like singing about it and stuff. Why? That's kind of folksy. It's like, uh, it's like, I feel like it's just like hope for hope's sake almost. But you believe that that's like... 
inappropriate to do or no, you just, just like it's let's just call it not what it for is. you like so i think it's just like we're sharing like stories or something like i for like like i struggle because like okay so like the church is like teaching children that like that people can't have, like we as humans come from like adam and eve right isn't that like a, isn't that a, a common belief in the in the world of religion um not exactly the way you're saying it but sure so that's not like that's factually inaccurate right i mean it's like you can't can't believe both in science and religion at the same time like you can't be like oh that's not true how oh that's not true at all how does i've i've yet to hear i, I don't understand i've never seen the church take on religion like oh, i'm sorry the church take on uh on science like how they've like dealt with it because i thought the church was was preaching that like uh the opposite of evolution like just creation no no that's that's Creationists are like evangelicals. That's not Catholicism. So Catholicism merges like actual modern science? It doesn't merge it, but it doesn't reject it. It basically just doesn't bring it up. But when pressed on it, like the current Pope has basically been like, there's no reason to fucking deny what science has proved. There's just no reason to pretend that they've proven things that they haven't like science has done science has done a lot to prove religion quite honestly like certain aspects of religion as it were you know fucking black matter for being one one aspect but evolution like completely shits on uh religion. no it doesn't it does though no it doesn't i mean there's not like a worm and an apple and uh you know what? The, none <laughs> There's not a worm in an apple? There's not a worm in an apple. There's actually probably... That snack that I was eating, I think, is starting to kick in a little bit. Lots of fucking aspects of worms. and There's probably countless worms and apples as we speak. Now I've gotten high and... I don't know what you're talking about. I, it's going to get worse. Talking about, like, the snake in the garden? Yeah. No, I don't know. Maybe. <clears throat> All right. So you're high, so open your mind and be receptive to this. <clears throat> so... The concept of Adam and Eve as the original two people, right? So, God, we're, we're about to get way too deep for a fucking satirical comedy podcast, but that's fine. We'll go there. Um, anyway, you cut it, there were the first two people. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Whether you believe they Before were... Before the monkeys. Whether you believe they were created or whether you believe they were evolved... At some point, there were the first two people who would have been the forebearers of the entire species. That's a non-negotiable. Do these people, like, come from the monkeys, though? Maybe. With maybe the opposable, not. the non-opposable thumbs? The fact that it's not addressed means that it's open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. So... The allegory of the story of the Garden of Eden is about... This did get really deep. Yeah, this is going to be quick, too. Is This is what it's about, right? So you have man and you have woman, right? And they're wandering around in the garden, and they're told... They're given, like, a set of... They basically have no limits and no rules. They They're just told one thing, like... You could, you could have anything you want in this place, but don't eat off of these two trees, mm. right? Two trees that they weren't allowed to eat from. Mm. And then 
the snake comes along and the snake tempts the woman. Because the reason the snake the snake tempts the woman and not the man is because women are prone to emotional responses and men are prone to logical responses and the snake wasn't going to be able to prey on the man's logic because your brain isn't fully formed when you're just an animal, right? And, and it basically says that in the story that... You know, they, they were people, and as people, they were above the other animals. But if they ate from one tree, they would be granted eternal life. And if they ate from another tree, they would be granted... They would be granted godlike knowledge. Okay. Just more godlike perception rather than godlike knowledge, right? Mm. They wouldn't be omnipotent and know all things and be all places. They would have the ability to look at the world and see it for what it is. So the snake tempts the woman because the woman is prone to an emotional response. So he plays on her emotion and gets her to eat the apple. Right. Okay. Which isn't actually an apple. It's it's a fig. um, And it's often argued that it's actually a mushroom. So, so then the woman not the snake, but the woman tempts the man because the woman has to prey on the man's instincts. Not on his emotions because it's pointless to prey on his emotions mm-hmm. because a man's not an emotional creature typically. They're an instinctual creature. They, they see the world on, as a series of... And this is like psychologically fucking indisputable that the male brain sees the world you know, instinctually and psychologically and... And logically, and, you know, it's a series of puzzles to be solved, and, you know, it's pattern recognition, Mm. and women see the world, you know, from an emotional point of view, where they're not, like, in a state of pattern recognition and looking at things logically, they're reacting emotionally to things, and those two aspects of the human psyche, of which there's crossover, you know, there's, men can be emotional, and women can be logical, and there's there's crossover between the two, but those two things create balance, right? Mm. That is Western religion, right? So the snake tempts, preys on the woman's emotions, who eats the apple, who preys on the man's instinct, who eats the apple. Um, his desire to please the woman, which is, you, you know that deal. <laughs> you fucking, you live that every day. So does everybody else. Mm. Um, it's inarguable that that's a thing. <clears throat> so... The representation of that in Eastern religion is... Oh, why can't I think of what it's actually called? The yin and the yang, there's a name for it. Sure. Is, is the yin and the yang, right? So the, the idea of the yin and the yang is that it's two serpents. And it's serpents. It's not, it's not drops. It's not a whale. It's, mm. it's two serpents. The black serpent has a white circle in the middle where its eye is. The white serpent has a black circle in the middle where its eye is. The darkness, the black, represents the feminine aspects of the world. It represents chaos. It represents emotion over logic. Emotion over logic taken to an extreme is detrimental. The white represents the male aspects. It's 
logic over emotion. Logic taken to an extreme is detrimental, right? <clears throat> logic taken to an extreme, you, you could bring this right into the modern world. Logic taken to an extreme, like a deep, deep sense of order taken to an extreme <clears throat> is fascism. It's Nazi Germany, right? Emotion taken to an extreme is a systematic form of government is is Maoist China, is communist Russia, hmm. is extremely detrimental to society. So only logic, extremely detrimental to society, only emotion, extremely detrimental to society. The key is balance. <clears throat> so the reason that in the black serpent there's a white circle is because left to its own devices, when something is extremely logical, and you, you could make this actual comparison, right? <clears throat> and I told you this would get real deep real fast. Yeah. So, communist Russia. It's, it's based on Marxist principles. Um, Lenin creates the Soviet Union. It's, you know, equality for everyone. No one is above the rest. And very, very quickly what happens in that utopian, idealistic society is that in the absence of order, order creates itself. The people who, peop, where, where there is no power, people seize power, and they begin to suppress the people who haven't taken the opportunity to seize power, mm -hmm. right? And then on the opposite side in the contemporary world, there's extremely right-leaning, extremely logical forms of government where... You know, take a look. You could argue Nazi Germany. <clears throat> um, you could also say Venezuela, right? Mm -hmm. Communist dictatorship or, or um, right dictatorship. Eventually what happens with that amount of order and that amount of control, the people within it uprise and say, we're dismantling the government. You know, so they're not seizing control. They're destroying control based on their emotions. Mm -hmm. So in the yin and the yang, where where there is order, chaos emerges. And where there is chaos, order emerges. And that happens all the time, forever. So how did the snake get into the Garden of Eden? Well, the Garden of Eden was, was, was order, and it was perfection. And in that perfection, chaos still emerged, because that's what happens, because that's the nature of the universe, right? So... Chaos emerges within the order, preys on the woman's emotions, the woman preys on the man's instinct, drags them both down. Now they have sight, right? The first thing they do is then God appears and they cover themselves up. And he's like, why are you covering yourself up? And they're like, because we're naked. And he's like, who told you you were naked? How did you know you were naked? Mm -hmm. There's only one way you could have this. And that is, that's now you have knowledge. Well, now what you're cursed with is knowledge. And that's the curse of human existence, is, is knowledge. It's the constant knowledge that your emotions want things that you know are wrong, and you do it anyway. You, you know something's bad for you, and you do it anyway. You see how society's going, and you do nothing about it. Hmm. And you sit back and accept that you can't do anything about it, and your punishment for having vision and having knowledge 
Your punishment is the knowledge. So the punishment in the Garden of Eden is that they are separated from God. And the greatest pain, you know, the, the greatest... In, in that religious subset mm-hmm. <clears throat> where the belief is, you know, if you do well, you go to heaven. If you do bad, you go to hell. The greatest pain of hell is not your suffering itself, but the knowledge that you have separation from perfection and that perfection was attainable. The greatest pain, of, they say, the greatest pain of hell is knowing that you can't... To be aware of it. Is no, what's that? To be aware that, that it's there. And that the greatest pain of hell is knowing that you're not with God. So the huh. greatest pain of hell is the awareness that you could have done better and you just fucking didn't. Yeah. Um, it's kind of deep. Right. So let's take it here. <clears throat> Fast forward. So right in the beginning, there's like this complete parity between Eastern religion and Western religion, mm-hmm. right? Right at the fucking beginning. <clears throat> Let's fast forward, you know, 2,000 years from there, right? Because it's about 2,000 BC that Judaism starts mm. popping up and Abrahamic religions and, you know, a little bit before that, Zoroastrianism, which is, you know, where... Abrahamic religions came from. I mean, all Western religions come from Zoroastrianism. Um, and all Eastern religions are subsets of Hinduism in some way, shape, or form. Um, so fast forward, and, you know, you get to the Middle East and, and the Roman Empire, and this guy Jesus pops up. Now, <clears throat> backstory becomes irrelevant, right? Um, the virgin birth, all of this. All, there, there's, there's a lot to get into there. Um, some of it symbolic, some of it allegorical. But any way you cut it, this guy Jesus pops up, and he's, he's the Messiah or a Messiah or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and what is the thing that he constantly preaches? He constantly preaches tolerance of opposing viewpoints. Um, when someone insults you, just shut your mouth because... Their own, their own stupidity is going to be their own punishment. Essentially, is like is the kind of stuff he's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what he says is, "Follow me. I am the way, the truth, and the life." Okay. So now go back to Eastern religion and go back to the yin and the yang. The line between the two serpents, the black one that represents chaos and the white one that represents order. Do you know what the line between the two serpents is called? No. The way. The way? It's called the way. So when Jesus appears and mm-hmm. says, or, or Joshua, which is the actual name, appears and says, I am the way, he's sitting there and saying, I'm the way. I am the line between chaos and order. And what I'm trying to teach you motherfuckers is how to walk this line between chaos and order and live a life where you walk the path that will take you to ultimate happiness. And what's ultimate happiness? Well, in an Abrahamic religion, right, it is that after your life is over and you have lived the way that you are supposed to and you, (coughs) you know, go through, you, you leave this world and you transition to the next one, you go through this phase, they call it purgatory, mm-hmm. where any of the darkness that you carry with you 
gets burnt off. And once you burn that off, you go to heaven. And what happens in heaven? Well, in heaven, you join God. You become one with God and you serve the creator. That's And serving the creator is the greatest joy of Christianity, right? That's how it's described. Now, what happens in Eastern religion? In Eastern religion, if you've done wrong, you, it's, it's karmic. And what you do is you have karmas, and it's called burning off your karma. So what is the difference between I grew up in a Hindu or Buddhist or Taoist or Jainist culture... And I've done wrong, and these are my karmas, and I'm burning off my karma for the end result of reaching nirvana, which is a state of unity with your creator and oneness with the universe. Mm -hmm. And growing up in a Western religion, Christianity, Judaism, you know, whatever, where if I've done wrong when I leave this world, I burn off my sins, not my karmas, but my sins. I still burn them off in purgatory before I become one with my creator and serve the universe. What's the difference? There's no difference. The difference is the vehicle. So if you truly understand religion, you don't go, oh, I think there's a man in a cloud. Nowhere, nowhere in the Bible does it say heaven's a place. It's a state of being. Hmm. So... If you truly understand religion... I don't. You understand that most religions are saying the same things. And what they're doing is describing a different vehicle for the same ultimate end result. Except for the Mormons, though, right? N- well... Like, Joseph, Joseph, like, discovered, like, some, some things... There's, uh, listen... Some they, scriptures there's, there's that were just fucking, lying around in the There's cults, and there's Mormons, and there's Scientologists... Jehovah's Witnesses... And there's people who are clearly... Jehovah's Witnesses is an interesting fucking religion. Creepy, but interesting. Um, I believe that the people who are Jehovah's Witness believe what they believe. I don't think they feel like it's a scam. I, th- I think a lot of Mormons know it's bullshit. And I think a lot of... I mean, you have to imagine that Scientologists know that they're full of shit. You think so? Their religion was created by a science fiction writer who's on the record of saying, if you want to be a billionaire, the best thing to do is create a religion. I mean, I Mormonism mean, is kind of the same thing, minus the science fiction writer. Um, this guy just went and like discovered yeah, all these new parts of the Bible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's so just like just recently, like this guy who's still alive today. Right, and there's no record of it, and there's no yeah, you know, he just no. Went and I'm, I'm not disagreeing shit. with like, you. I'm agreeing with you. That's fucking cool, and I have right there. But when you get to the core of like what these things are, when you get to the core tenets, they are describing different. It's different names for the same thing, but they're describing the same thing. So for me, as a person who is religious, when people are like, oh, you believe in a man in the clouds, no, the fuck I don't. You have the inability to understand and quantify what I believe, so you quantify it with some dumb bullshit, and then you hold the dumb bullshit that you've quantified it with against me as if I believe this shit that you made up. That's not what's fucking happening. Mm. When you look at it holistically... When you look at the whole fucking picture, you recognize that most of them are describing different ends to the same mean. So when people say shit like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not really religious, I'm spiritual. 
well, what do you believe? You know, I, I believe that there's a creator and we want to be one with the creator and blah, 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 blah. You're saying the same fucking shit. You don't believe in an organized religion. Now, I, I get that. And the reason I get that is because humans are humans and humans are corrupt. And if you give somebody power, especially in the form of a fucking religious leader, which those people were fucking more powerful than kings mm. as recently as legitimately as recently as 300 years ago. Well, the Pope still has quite a bit of sway, no? Uh, yeah. Probably I mean, like not his, fucking not as much as he used to. No, but his word can still, like, uh, can still kind of move small can mountains. Can influence the world, yeah. yeah. Um, that said, we have a Pope that sits there and says, you know, you probably shouldn't take everything in the Bible literally. It is probably a combination of true stories and allegories Mm. and you can't necessarily separate which one is which but that's how you have to take it you know if like if you read a part of the bible that's like a letter from this person to this person then that's probably an actual letter that that person wrote but if you're reading like a story with some crazy stuff happening in it maybe you have to take that with a grain of salt and understand that what's being described is a metaphor for a way that you should be being taught to live your life. Hmm. And when you understand that, it gets really frustrating to hear people criticize religion because you just know that they actually don't know what the fuck they're talking about, and that's why they're critical. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't morons out there who think that there's a guy with a long white robe and a long fucking white beard sitting in the clouds watching us, and that when you die, you go to the clouds... But what you also have to understand about that is that image comes from one painting in one church that just happens to be by a very famous painter who realized, okay, well, I need to be able to, like, paint an image of God that people will respond to. What can I make this look like? And he was like, well, I guess it makes sense to, like, make him look like a wise old man. So he created the image of the wise old grandfather and, you know, reaching down and, and making people. And that is like the only representation (coughs) in basically all of religion that is remembered only because it was painted by Michelangelo Hmm. and had that been anyone else doing that painting might have looked completely different and you know who knows what they might have painted they might have painted a fucking you know a hippo shitting people out and today you'd be sitting here having arguments going like oh you believe there is a hippo from jupiter that shits people out because that would be the painting on the fucking ceiling yeah and it has nothing to do with what is actually fucking taught shit man and I thought I was going to fall asleep. Yeah. No, actually, I, I, I've reached this level of, like, of really strange, uh, this, this level of strange, strange place I'm at right now, where I've, I've had so much caffeine this evening, but I also had a medical brownie, and then now I've, I've reached this crossroads where the brownie medical is... Medical brownie. Medical brownie, where the brownie is, like, kicking in. like penicillin in it. And, <laughs> and I've, it's, like, it's causing me to, like, <laughs> to was, yawn and be, like, like... wrapped in gauze as <laughs> a medical brownie? I've become like this, like it's it's like bringing on these like these sleepy eyes of mine, 
but I have simultaneously, I have so much caffeine in my body. I'm like crawling out of my skin. Like I can't like sit still right. in a chair. So I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like frantic over here now because of the, the level of caffeine yeah. in the in cannabis I have in my system. <laughs> when you go into like, let me ask you this without revealing anything. We've had conversations in the past month where you've like been like, you know what, man, I just got to tell you something, get it off my chest. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And after you say that, even if, like, you question yourself for what it is you told me, isn't there this, like, sense of relief of, like, well, at least somebody fucking knows now. Yeah. I got yeah, oh, there's a great sense of relief, yeah. What do you think confession is? Like, uh, telling somebody that you cursed a lot or some shit. But that's what it is. It's owning up to your bullshit. Yeah. Because owning up to your bullshit is really the only way to take responsibility for what you've done and move on for it. Hmm. If you, I, I can say from personal experience, there are things that I've done that I don't like that I've done that I've told exactly zero people about. Mm-hmm. And I will never tell anybody. Actually, I, I kept that a secret but for quite some time. Those are things that I'll probably yeah. keep doing even though I don't want to. Because I can't bring myself to the place where I can fucking talk about it. I hope I, I hope I stop doing that thing that I was yeah. talking to you about. Yeah. I hope I stop doing that thing. But, you know, when it's the idea of confession, you know, you could look at it as like, I need to go beg for forgiveness and donate money to the church. Or you could look at it as like, well, this is actually a fucking psychological concept. You know, when I if you go to fucking therapy, you sit down on the couch and you tell your therapist all your fucking bullshit and they don't say much to you. They're not like, you know, maybe they'll maybe they'll give you advice here and there. Maybe they'll give you different perspective and ask you to consider things in a different way. But at the end of the day, they're just letting you fucking talk. Yeah, and by you shit. by you talking your own bullshit out, you fucking resolve it. It's been a. It's been that's a, that's what it is. That's all confession is. It's been a pretty hot minute since I uh, had one of those doctors, like a therapist doctor. Yeah, I used to. I used to. I used to get a lot of benefit out of that shit, but I kind of stopped for a while. For me, the religion is a very touchy subject that I like to avoid because most people write it off a without considering the validity of the the. Tons of validity that exist. Mm-hmm. And B, because they've already made a decision about what it is without knowing what it is and think you're stupid because you believe something that they assume, which is not what you believe. Hmm. Yeah, I follow you. And essentially, that's my issue with, like, with everything. That's my issue with... That's my issue with the way, like... People are constantly accused of being racist. That's my issue with the way people are constantly accused of being sexist. That's my issue with all of that shit because it's like, have you considered who you're accusing of what and why? Like, you know, most... I've never met anybody more sexist than the people who I hear accusing other people of being sexist. I've never met anybody more racist than the people who go around accusing other people of being racist. Yeah. I've never met anybody more fucking closed-minded than the people who go around accusing others of being closed-minded. I've never met anybody more fucking less progressive and liberal 
than than the people who go around fucking shouting down people because they believe because they have some semblance of a fucking religious belief. Yeah. What's more closed-minded than deciding that you know what other people think without having talked to them about what they think and finding out maybe you don't know what they fucking think? There's nothing more closed-minded than that. And in, in, every, in every semblance of closed-mindedness, like where people, you know, people accuse people, that, that people get commonly accused of, racism, sexism, homophobia, fucking religious beliefs, like whatever... In every semblance where somebody pretends to take the moral high ground and signals their virtues and flashes their fucking flashes their fucking PC points and accuses somebody else of something that without even listening to or considering their viewpoint, I've never met people more closed minded or not liberal or not progressive than that. That's the exact opposite of what those things are. Being open-minded, being receptive to other people's points of view. Like, that's not progressive. That's as fucking not progressive as it gets. And that shit makes me fucking crazy. Mm. And it makes you take sides that you don't want to take. I don't, I don't particularly like Donald Trump. But when people spend hours a day fucking shoving down my throat how fucking racist he is when there's zero fucking proof that he's racist. <laughs> it's hard to not fucking stick up for the guy sometimes. Do you see yesterday or the day before, it was just this, he had this moment that was taken in context or out of context where he had these sunglasses on and he looked up towards the sky and like a very Vince McMahon kind of moment and he said, I am the chosen one. He was referring, he was, re- he was referencing himself being the chosen one to... He was saying he was the chosen one to end the, the, the trade war with China. But so there's this moment, though, when there's no context and it's just a soundbite. He just bite. says, I am the chosen and he's, one. And it's him looking up like this to the sun, like glaring up at the sun in these sunglasses. And he says, I am the chosen one. Yeah. And it just looks fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks ridiculous. But I, you know, I don't think he's his... Hey, listen, and, and this is like a different tangent, but it's the same tangent. It's like he can't be both an evil genius and a complete moron. So why don't we pick one? I don't know. That's debatable. But that's a, that might be a story for another time because I'm like I've been crawling yeah, out of my skin fine. in this chair with all this caffeine Fucking, I have in my blood right now. It's just you know, I could go on forever about that man. That's my my outlook on the world hinges on that. That most people who are accusing people of shit are the people who are doing the shit that they're the same way that all of the people who are like you know, going on crusades against sexual abuse and pedophilia are always getting busted for being fucking pedophiles shit. And, and child molesters and rapists and shit. Yeah. Like, people have a tendency to accuse people of the shit that is actually within them. Well, yeah, because you're not going to point the finger at you if you're fighting the, the fight, right? Right. Yeah, it makes sense. The fucking, you know, the Coney 2012 guy. I don't know. The, you don't remember fucking the whole Coney 2012 thing? I have no idea. This, this guy, like, back in 2012 went on this internet fucking thing to, like, bring Joseph Coney, that, that general in the Congo who, like, abducts children and turns them into fucking child soldiers. No. Like, to bring him to justice. There was this big fucking internet crusade. And then it vanished. And you know why it vanished? Because... It came out that the guy who fucking started that campaign was like a massive pedophile. <laughs> so like, 
you know? Yeah, All the people who the people who fucking who hate like really hate gays, not people who are like, oh, you you're homophobic, but like the people who are like actually come out and they're like, you know, being gay is wrong and blah 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 blah, and like you fucking you pull back the sheet and like they're you know they're male politicians who are picking up fucking male prostitutes in like yeah, airport yeah. bars and shit like that, like. Big fucking surprise Yeah Because everybody is against The thing that they are Because they want to keep it A fucking secret Yeah That makes sense It's human nature right That's Yeah That's all I got We're an hour in Yeah I'm gonna I gotta go expel some energy Pedaling down <laughs> Through the streets of Trenton In a minute Cause I'm gonna fucking Like Word. climb out of this chair In a minute Well that was uh, Not comical But hopefully informative Hopefully it's <laughs> informative <laughs> We'll uh, Deep analytical look We'll into talk to you guys part. next week <laughs>